Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? What are some things standing in the way of being the best version of you? For a lot of people, life, your past, and sometimes your current situation can cause roadblocks in your life. Mental health is incredibly important, and so many, including myself, can benefit from talking to a professional and working to dismantle those roadblocks. That's why I'm excited to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows no two people are the same and will help to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. These incredibly convenient appointments are in a safe and completely private online environment, and you can start chatting with your new therapist in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can message with your counselor at any time and get a timely response, plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions which means no driving to an office, no waiting rooms, and no awkward small talk. Just meaningful sessions with experts who specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, LGBTQ matters, grief, and so much more. There is truly someone there for everyone. And BetterHelp is committed to finding your perfect match, which means if you and your counselor don't mesh for whatever reason, they make it easy and free to seek someone new if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and with financial aid available and access worldwide, they truly make it easy for anyone to seek the help they need. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com morningcup. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash morning cup. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. We seek to protect the ones that need us most. Hence why attacks on children and the elderly are always hard pills to swallow. On November 7, 1983, a young man was arrested in connection to the deaths of 34 elderly women. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Very little is known about Brandon Thomar's life. We know he was born in 1949 into an African-American family living in New Orleans and that, from a young age, he showed signs of intellectual disabilities that put a hindrance on him socially and academically. That he was abused by a number of family members, resulting in him leaving home in the late 1950s and living life on the road with fellow runaways. It also resulted in his repeated arrest and years spent in and out of institutions for juvenile delinquents institutions where he was both physically and sexually abused. In his early 20s, Brandon moved to Los Angeles, where he worked several labor jobs trying to get by. It was around this time that he began showing signs of gerontophilia, a sexual attraction to the elderly. But by this point, his crimes seemed to be petty at best, mostly committed in the name of survival. That was until he assaulted a police officer, earning him an arrest, a rape charge, and the all-important run of his fingerprints. And when they put those prints into the system, they were matched with those that were recovered on October 22, 1975, from an apartment where a 79-year-old woman was attacked and raped. He pleaded guilty and was sent to Patton State Hospital to undergo treatment as a mentally disordered sex offender. 
He was released four years later, returned to L.A., and began working to support his budding musical career. And that's exactly what he did for four years. He lived his life, kept out of trouble, and stayed off of everyone's radar. Then, while trying to solve the murder of 82-year-old Lucille Pyle and 72-year-old Marie Paquette, police happened upon his old police record, a record that had a strikingly similar M.O. to that of the killer, the West Side Rapist, that they were looking for. So they began surveillance on November 2, 1983, and five days later, they caught him trying to break into the home of paralyzed 85-year-old Irene Rogers. It seemed that, despite appearances, Brandon Thalmer had picked up right where he had left off and taking the lives of elderly women. After his November 7th arrest, police searched his apartment and found over 200 pieces of jewelry, watches, photos, and other small items that they were able to connect to 34 elderly women who had been murdered between January of 1981 and October of 1983. Based on the evidence connected, Brandon was charged with the murder of Mary Paquette, Rose Letterman, Willamaloo Woodcock, Lorraine Wells, and Dorothy Fane. He was also charged with the rape of a 38-year-old woman, the youngest by far of any of his victims, and the attempted attack of Irene Rogers. They were able to connect him to the murders of seven other women, but he was never charged for any of these. From what they could surmise, Brandon would visit the supermarkets where his girlfriend worked, waited until he found a good intended victim, and then followed them home and broke in. Brandon Thulmer's trial began in early 1986 and brought forth more than 100 witnesses against the murderous rapist. Brandon himself remained relatively quiet and could not give an ex explanation or provide an alibi for any of the nights of the murders. The defense attempted to paint the picture of a troubled childhood that led to mental, emotional, and behavioral problems. Despite this, in July of 1986, he was convicted of all charges, spared the death penalty, and given several consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. As of December 2019, 69-year-old Brandon Thalmer is still alive and serving his sentence at a medical facility. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on November 8th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.